Hey everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to You're listening to You are listening to And you're listening to, you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. No cold open question today because Kaz is on his way into the studio, but welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. Uh, we're, Brian and I are going to start off... I, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to get my wrestler of the year decided. So I got, I started making a list. I don't have my official seeds down, but Brian, let's do just a bracket based on the random order in which these people are listed. Yes, sir. I got, man, I made my list. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, one to nine, a nine woman women, a nine person women's bracket. And a 5'10", 15, 20, oh God, 25-person men's bracket. Okay, <laughs> we're going to have to pare this down. We're going to do some first-round buys. I think 12 first-round buys, right, for the men. Is mm-hmm. there any possible objection to any of these names? Roman Reigns, MJF, Seth Rollins, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Brian Danielson, Gunther, Okada, Samoa Joe, CM Punk or Swerve Strickland? I don't have any objections. Right? That would be a, that would, I mean, that could be a, a bracket of its own, right? Right. Here are the other people who are definitely in the running and need to get mentioned Zack Sabre Jr., Speedball Mike Bailey, Vikingo, Orange Cassidy, Sami Zayn, LA Knight, Dominic Mysterio. And then I have, we got to pick either Damian Priest or Drew McIntyre. 
I want to. I got to go with Drew. Damian Priest, senior money in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Can he catch that? (laughs) Drew had a match of the year candidate, which Mm -hmm. very few guys in the WWE side can really claim to. He also turned heel, which has been really impressive to watch. He always has good matches. I mean, Priest Priest feels like he had a more significant on-screen year just in terms of being involved in storylines, but I think I got to give the edge to Drew. Yeah, me too. The reinvention is everything for me. Yeah, I mean, we factor all that in, right? It's how Mm -hmm. much we're interested to see you. Okay, so. Should we do random? Random pairings? I think we got to almost do random pairings. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Okay, so this doesn't this doesn't count. This is just, we're just gonna feel our way through this. All right, just for for the sake of it, Drew McIntyre versus Speedball Mike Bay. I uh, speak Mike Mark Bailey. That, so no no no, I'm doing it in top from top to bottom. Okay, Drew McIntyre versus Zach Saber Jr. <laughs> I have no idea what to do here. <laughs> Zach's had such a good year. Match the year candidates. Mm-hmm. That match with Brian alone. Dang. (laughs) Okay, table it. Next one. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Dominic Mysterio. Oh, come on. (laughs) These are impossible. (laughs) Right. Dom had like 100 matches. Literally. Yeah. Speedball Mike Bailey is winning this one. That's yeah. I just got to make the call. He had yeah. he had he had a hundred matches too. They were just on like a million different cards, a million the, different promotions, just holding shit a, down left and right. That's a good point because he now makes you watch wherever he's at. He's he's lifting up the promotions. We gotta give him points for that. I'm gonna get shit for that one. All right, Vikingo versus LA Knight. I'm sorry, Vikingo is gonna yeah. win this one. Oh yeah, LA Knight had a year <laughs> that very few people could ever claim to have, mm-hmm. but the in ring. The actual, like, content-wise is not there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've been acknowledged, Dominic, and LA Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, no! And now it automat- then it randomly comes <laughs> down to the conversation we already had, Orange Cassidy versus Sami Zayn. I know where you land on this. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say Orange? Yeah. Yeah, the answer is Sami Zayn. Oh, come on! <laughs> I, can't, I-, I went with you before. I can't do it again. These are my rankings. Sami Zayn... <laughs> In the calendar year of 2023, uh-huh. hit a high that like five wrestlers have gotten to in the past decade. That's a great point. That's a great point. And he was a tag team champion. Main event of WrestleMania. Games. He, he, he mattered so much to WWE, even though he wasn't on his ascent the whole year. I got it. He's a part of the, the main call. event for three of the big four. You're right. Now you got to do Zack Sabre Jr. versus Drew McIntyre. How much do we care about Drew's heel turn? If it was a wash, yeah, and we're just factoring in that character flip, how much is that worth? It's not right now. It's it's still cooking. Like, so I think I, I want to go Zach. <laughs> like I like you said, match of the years. I am so. This is so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think I want to go Zach on this. PWI, this is for not really the same time period, right? When does PWI do the rankings for? It's June just, to June. Yeah, so not the same thing. So PWI has Zach at 36, mm-hmm. and 
Drew at 26. Oh, God, I want to think I'm going to go Drew. Oh, man. <laughs> Championship contender. Yeah, he was just a higher level. Um, It's tough. Yeah. But. All right. Okay, so we got that. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just disagreeing. I'm just discounting everything that you're saying. So I apologize. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Now we're going to go top and bottom again. This is, the order is totally random, but mm-hmm. these are about to be the knockouts. Okay. All the people that got the play-ins got the high seeds now. All right? Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Roman. MJF versus Sami Zayn. Oh. <laughs> It's MJF. Don't even mess around. (laughs) It's MJF. Seth Rollins, Vikingo. Seth. I'll take it. Will Ospreay, Speedball, Mike Bailey. It's not not fair. The answer is Will Ospreay. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right. Kenny Omega versus Swerve Strickland. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go Kenny swerve. on the on, on the on the back of his promo last night, I think, just lost this this contest. Yeah. Kenny's I mean, had multiple matches of the year candidates. He has had a great year, especially dealing with some of the injuries he's he's dealt with. Okay, this is not the official ranking. All right, this is just for this. This is a random random versus one on one matches. Uh, I'm gonna go with Swerve over Kenny. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk. Oh, oh boy. Uh, we gotta go CM Punk, right? Just for the amount of times we talked about him. That's where I would go. Kaz <laughs> would definitely disagree. Yeah, <laughs> the many times but, that but, I've written- but Punk did have a good in ring year when he was wrestling, and he he's did. just more significant. Oh no, man, that one's tough. But here's the thing: I think you're right solely for this. Whatever happens in the next round. I feel like Cody's not going to be the re- my wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. CM Punk has a f- wild chance of like beating some folks in future rounds. So we're going to go with that. All right, Brian Danielson uh, versus Samoa Joe. Danielson. Yes. Gunther <laughs> versus Okada. Oh, I got Gunther. Yeah, I do too. Not Okada's wrestler of the year year. Yeah. All right. I'm going to keep going here. Oh my God. This is, I, this is already going to be such a mess. Let's do it. Roman Reigns versus Swerve Strickland. Roman. He's wrestled like three times this year. This is my tribal chief. <laughs> He's put asses in seats, Roman. He does put asses in seats. Over Swerve, Swerve been good. The official wrestler of the Mass Man Show with Kaz podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get Kaz to weigh on these when he pops in. Of uh, course. Okay, so we're gonna go Roman tentatively for now. MJF, CM Punk. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's what CM happens Punk. in on the show versus what happens off the show. Basically. Right. <laughs> I'm giving it to MJF. You're going, okay. I, I, I can see that. We'll see. Seth Rollins, Gunther. Oh. 
it's like neck and neck. Seth Rollins, though. World heavyweight title matches with Finn Balor. I'm going with Gunther on this one. Really? Yeah. Last okay. one is Dan. Oh my God, Danielson Osprey. This is the hardest one. Uh, no, I'm a slight with Osprey. As much as I love Danielson. Yeah, I thought Danielson was going to be in my final four, but he's not. All right, so if we're going with these, we got <laughs> Roman, MJF, Will Osprey, and Gunther as your final four. That's that's wild, <laughs> but I like it. This um, is just just because of the randomness of the bracket. These aren't the four best wrestlers of 2023. Mm-hmm. But if we just keep following the bracket, Roman Reigns, Gunther. Gunther. I feel like I'm betrayal. Gunther. Gunther wins. And MJF, Will Ospreay. You know, what? I'm going to go MJF on this one. Really? It's... The world title, the tag titles, the undisputed tag titles, or merge the tag titles. <laughs> then you already <laughs> vote him out? <laughs> I did, but then which is so I'm weird, gonna go Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay's had too many had too many awesome matches. He's yeah. a top free agent. I, it's he, tough. Good but, point. Yeah, let's go Osprey. I think Ospreay. I mean, MJF's matches never disappoint. Jesus Christ, this is hard. And his promos don't well, some of them, but you know. So for the sake of argument, we're down to Will Ospreay and Gunther, which I did not expect. I mean, Osprey wins. Here's the thing. If you go with Osprey over MJF, Osprey wins, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, is it Gunther? Royal no, Rumble, I think Gunther Rumble. might beat Osprey, but MJF might beat Gunther. <laughs> Triple threat. Four-way match. Mm-hmm. Roman, MJF, Osprey, and Gunther. Who's your wrestler of the year? Osprey. Yeah. <laughs> He's just done so little on American television. No. But he been hooked. All right. Well, we'll put we'll put a pin in that one. All right. Women's side. Play in. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Stratton versus Diana Perrazzo. Tiffany Stratton. All right. So, okay, next round. The official round. Tiffany mm-hmm. Stratton versus Julia. Oh. Julia. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry, I got to find like a million ways to mark these. All right. Um, Tony Storm. Versus Trinity. I gotta go with Trinity. Really? Yeah. Tony Storm's <laughs> setting the world on fire right now. She is, but the, the consistency from since April of Trinity putting April. impact on her back. It's true. Tony Storm has put the women's division of, of AEW on her back and is actually getting TV time, which says a lot ah, in that company. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm going Tony Storm. Okay. Um, Athena versus Io Sky. The match I'd really want to see right now. I know, right? That's Athena. Athena's right. Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Your final match in the first round. First round? Mm Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley. All right. Second round. Jesus Christ. Uh... 
Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Rhea Ripley. Uh, okay. That's tough, but I'll, I'll give it to you. And then Athena versus Julia. That's freaking ridiculous. As much as Julia. I argued against Athena in the past, I th- kind of think she's the answer. Really? I mean, Julia might... Okay, Fatal 4-Way. Tony Storm, Julia, Rhea Ripley, Athena. Rhea Ripley. Of those four. Yeah. The one-on-one matches make it so irrationally hard. Mm-hmm. I think Julia is my number one. Athena is like a really hard number one. Right. Because she's on Ring of Honor, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But she's a really easy number two behind any of these people. Yeah. Dang. All right, Kaz is here. Kaz, <laughs> we just had a really exciting segment where I ran down my official, unofficial bracket for Wrestler of yeah, the Year. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm not going to recap. I'm not going to recap the whole thing because everyone listening to this will have already heard it, and we need to talk about other stuff. But we've got everything down. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like. Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. 25 Saturday nights, 50 matches, all season long on ION. Alan Frenchel Williams slips through. Here's a shot. It's in. This is a game changer for sports. Sabina takes a shot herself. See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. This is your invitation to plug into a lineup of Lexus electrified vehicles built at the intersection of performance and design with a range of options to fit any lifestyle. A feeling this electric is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the elevation of electrification and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Inventory may vary by dealer. This is not the official bracket, but we just I just did a quick bracket okay. with, with some play-ins, some buys, the whole thing. <laughs> We've got okay. the men's side and the women's side both down to a fatal four-way. Mm. Right? Okay. Women's side. Julia, Tony Storm, Athena, and Rhea Ripley. Who's your winner? Julia, Tony Storm, Athena, Rhea Ripley. Well, I've been called a WWE show all week already. I might as well just keep leaning into it, right? Um, there's, there's reasons why I like all of them. I, I think Athena is probably the best all-around wrestler mm-hmm. uh, in the ring. I think Julia Hart has the most potential. No, not Julia Hart. Julia, the Japanese wrestler. Oh, Julia. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, jeez. Well, that changed the question. I still think I'm. I still think I'm a lean Rhea Ripley. Like I think Rhea is um, Rhea or Julia for me. I just said yeah. I think Athena's an easy number two behind anybody, but I have yeah. a hard time at number. one. I don't know. Maybe this I'm just arguing against myself. Maybe Athena's number one. 
Nah, well, here's the thing, man. Like, I still believe Rhea Ripley had the best women's match of the year, in my opinion, with really? Charlotte Flair at, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I still think I still think that's tops. Um, on top of that, I think her character work um, has evolved. I think you know the Judgment Day stuff. It's she's not been easy. hugely important on screen, of course, but in ring as well. You know, I think that's the only. It's the only thing you can sort of have against her. And I don't think it's through any fault of her own. I almost think that she's been built up so big that her challengers don't really seem challenging this year, right? Like she hasn't really gotten a chance to one up herself after WrestleMania. And I'm not sure if that's her fault. Um, but on the other side, you got Athena, who I think has been the face of Ring of Honor uh, mm -hmm. this entire year. But, you know, it begs the question, what does being the face of Ring of Honor mean exactly. over being the face of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Monday Night Raw, basically. So I think for that, I got to go with Rhea Ripley in the Fatal 4-Way. And I'll be honest, I, I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't watched enough Julia for me yeah, to have no, a, I mean, a, a firm opinion on her over somebody who I've seen uh, entirely no, too I've seen much. Anything, all of her big, <laughs> yeah. I've seen all of her matches, but it's hard to compare her to Rhea, Rhea Ripley because it's just a, a TV time thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And like, she's a rock star, man. Like her, yeah. her presence, her music. I mean, yeah. the the mommy's always on top stuff. Like yep. every every part True. of Monday Night Raw kind of goes through her. And all right. Well, well that's I don't know who to pick. I don't know. I'm just I'm just shaking my head. All right. Oh yeah, the men's fatal four way is. Roman Reigns, MJF, Will Ospreay, and Gunther. Mm. Damn. Damn. <sighs> <laughs> now, are we talking about body of work this year or who goes over in the actual match? No, no. Body of work, 2023. Body of work this year. The Fatal 4-Way thing's not helping. Let's go back to the bracket, all right? No, no, no. I like, I like the Fatal 4-Way. The okay. Fatal 4-Way makes it fun. Makes it fun. I think... I think... I, I think Gunther and MJF and Will Ospreay are kind of unfairly on a different tier than Roman Reigns as far as body of work this year. Because Roman just wasn't... Didn't, Roman didn't just wasn't on TV enough. But Roman is by far the biggest star out of all three. But how much did we really watch Will Ospreay? I mean, he had some match of the year candidates. Don't get me... Every time he gets in the ring, it's just like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I'll be honest, man. I'm a... I, I, I said this on the show a lot. I've really come around on Will Ospreay's character this year. I've always... Mm -hmm. the, I always knew in the ring he was, he was an absolute beast. But I think the character and, you know... Not even character, just seeing more of his personality sort of come out. Yeah, it's true. I think has helped me, you know, like him a lot more. But I just feel like, you know, uh, it, to me, it's got to be between Gunther and MJF, man. And I think if you if you combine everything, I did not think we would get here. I did not think either of those two would be <laughs> part of my final conversation. I mean. Man, Gunther's never had a bad match in his life, man. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a bad match in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen some, <laughs> I've seen some MJF match. There was a couple of those MJF matches. Like, don't get me wrong, they were entertaining. There was some nights where he was pulling double duty where I was like, hey, I didn't need to do all that. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like, but Gunther, I mean, just just off of, you know, 
just off of sheer median, you know, like his ability to just like his baseline, like his floor is, is still so high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if Gunther's in a match with another big guy, you're like, oh man, it's going to be great. If Gunther's in a match with a small guy, it's like, oh man, this guy's going to get killed, but it's going to be awesome. And <laughs> I don't think I, I get that same sort of effect with MJF. What I do get with MJF though is the total package as far as being entertaining, as far as being able to tell stories, as far as as far as AEW is concerned, being much more of a well-rounded competitor and entertainer than a high majority of the people on that roster. So I think he might be graded on a curve a little bit. But if it's a fatal four-way match, we're talking about everybody's sort of everybody's sort of uh body of work towards towards the year. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on I'm gonna stand on what I stood on this past week, man. I'm taking Gunther over MJF. I All think right. Gunther is my wrestler of the year. Well, I don't I'm not making an official proclamation until the end of the year. This is that bracket <laughs> exercise was 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 paralyzing. Oh, okay. All right. So I guess he's not wrestler of the year yet, but he definitely I think he wins this one, man. But I, I mean, think gosh. Gunther might win that match, yeah. What that's, do you do? That's a man. lot. That's crazy. What, how do you how do you properly rate Roman if Reigns? If Gunther here, wins though? that, here's the question though. But we'll we'll spin this out because we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. If Gunther's your wrestler of the year, if Gunther's in the running for wrestler of the year, yes. Why do we ever talk about Gunther? Why do we need to talk about Gunther moving up to the heavyweight title picture? He's already the wrestler of the year. It's like having the Undertaker. He doesn't need the title. He's got his own thing. I mean, let's think about his year so far, man. Like, he was number one or number two in the Royal Rumble. He went damn near the distance. The only person he lost to was the person that everybody expected to win, which was Cody Rhodes. He puts on two match of the year candidates, one at WrestleMania, another one right after that. He has incredible matches with Jad Gable, has incredible matches with Drew McIntyre. He lifts the Intercontinental Championship title up into rarefied air status where I think outside of, you know, Roman Reigns is incredibly long three year title run. I think fans are more interested in seeing who's going to be the guy to finally take down Gunther, you know, and yeah, it's true as much as, as much as the judgment they have helped carry Monday night raw, like Gunther and Imperium have been just as, I think they've been just as important to Monday Night Raw this year, you know? And this is a guy who's there every single week. And even his character, you know? Like, I don't necessarily know if we call it a character, but, like, he's brought, like, a different level of nuance to what's a quote-unquote villain in wrestling because he doesn't really cheat. And he's almost, like, he, he takes pride in the competition aspect of professional wrestling. And I'll never, I, I, I don't even feel right even calling him a heel. He's just foreign. So I guess people <laughs> expect him to be a heel, but I don't necessarily think he's, he's a, a heel. heel. He's a heel. I guess. I guess. He's got a tag but, team that hangs out behind him and helps him out in matches. Yeah. Oh my God, guys, I left NXT's men off of this whole thing. Oh boy. All, All right, right, good. Good excuse here? to do the same exercise again next week. And I put everybody <laughs> in an official order. Uh, <laughs> All right. Can't wait. Let's talk about other pro wrestling things. Yes. Charlie got hurt. Damn. We didn't talk about that last week, even though it happened on SmackDown, right? Like it was, it was uh, a little bit bad. Yeah, it was a little bit unclear what exactly what happened then. Um, But you could see there's some Zapruder film footage of you know her (laughs) saying, "Oh, it's the the angle, the foot, the foot, or whatever." When she was when uh, Bailey was getting involved, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like she's home and expecting that this is going to be a long recovery. I mean, this is just sad. Because you know yeah. why? Because it's WrestleMania, because we're on the long road to WrestleMania. And no matter what you say about Charlotte Flair, she's Mrs. WrestleMania. Like, there's no time where her value is higher than in that WrestleMania ring. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, it's, um, we just talked about Roman Reigns and how you necessarily, how do you even uh, rate this man's year, right? Because he doesn't mm-hmm. wrestle as often. And now I think of Charlotte, who in many ways, in many instances, could be the female Roman Reigns, right? Just as far as like her ability to be available at WrestleMania is what makes her a box office attraction. Now, could you imagine if Roman Reigns got hurt during like a random SmackDown match? Uh, weeks before the Royal Rumble. Well, it's because it be it, because it's Roman Reigns specifically, mm-hmm. there would be really loud. Uh, there'd be a lot of people saying, "You you barely let him. You barely have the guy wrestle. You're obviously playing it safe." And then you let yes. this get you let this get away from you. Yes. Now, with most wrestlers with a pretty regular schedule, it's just sort of part of the job. There is some obviously people are going to say, "Hey, did you know so and so got hurt?" Well, you know. I don't want to Derek Rose this thing. I don't want to Tom Thibodeau this thing and being like, oh, why'd you have Charlotte wrestling a, a random match on SmackDown when she just was like, uh, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you see her value when something like this happens because now that butterfly effective of what if Charlotte Flair can't go for the Royal Rumble or can't go for WrestleMania maybe, if it's that sh- bad. Maybe they should call Mercedes Monet. I mean... Does even the Mercedes Monet story even hit as hard if Charlotte isn't there? Well, if you're, to sort if you're of going towards four-horse the Four Horsemen versus Damage Control, if that's the WrestleMania match that you mm-hmm. had in mind, you can still mm-hmm. do that. You can st- you can easily still do that because one of the mem- members of Damage, Con- Damage Control has not proven that she can work yet either. That's true. That's true. And Dakota Charlotte still hurt. and Charlotte can probably get her foot in shape to just be the heater in the match, right? In about so four just, months, get the hot tag, some yeah. spears, some big boots. Yeah, of course. Big boot wearing a big bo- a walking boot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope she gets better. We don't yeah. have any info, but I guess she probably will. There's a lot of big news to talk about today. Mm. Um, let's talk about the WWE TV rights deal. Let's talk about it. There's no real new information. We should say that very clearly and very loudly. There mm-hmm. has been a lot of speculation. About You're not going to do the thing where you just say, oh, big news coming in and then say nothing like all things the other have changed greatly. <laughs> no, I have no information. But what were you getting at, Dave? What's up? Well, I think there's just the implication that that Warner Brothers Discovery is back in the mix or is in the mix, fully in the mix. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. One is the one that people keep talking about is CM Punk and the great irony of AEW letting Punk walk to the competition and having him be the reason that Warner Brothers Discovery would sign up Monday Night Raw, uh, <laughs> presumably leading to them cutting ties with AEW at the next TV rights negotiation. Um. So there's it's juicy. It's a it's a juicy story. I it's still, a very juicy story. I still think that the, I still think that the greatest value that that Warner Brothers Discovery provides for WWE is is a stalking horse. Is someone to drive up the price because yeah. when you have when you're dealing with media rights on this level, 
if you can get somebody else involved, a major media company involved who likes, who wants to be in the wrestling business, you need them to be bidding against people like Disney and especially Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, people who like, who, for whom money is not so much an issue. And it's interest, but, but they, but they want to, but they, well, Amazon could pay whatever they wanted to pay. Amazon mm. could give WWE $10 billion for the rights to Monday Night Raw, and it wouldn't significantly affect Amazon's bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. But Amazon's going to pay what the going rate is, plus a little bit, because, oh, you got to be on streaming now, and we understand the knock that's going to give you, right? Yes. That's the point. I mean, they're, if they're interested enough to put this thing out on basic cable, they will tell Apple or Amazon or whoever else who's working over the top, Netflix, that they will establish what the value is, and you have mm -hmm. to deal with that. That's what I think that the greatest value for them is. But who knows? Maybe they come in and they say, here's a billion dollars a year, which would be yeah, way over. Yeah, I, and then WWE just says yes. I mean, listen, I would say AW is not going anywhere. AW would find another TV channel and everything would be fine. Although WWE at this point is in business with almost all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say this, man. Um, I think we all got to remember when we're hearing about TV rights deals and negotiations, we as in fans, as in the general public, are also very much a big part of these negotiations, right? So when things leak, when when news gets out about certain networks and certain deals and all that type of stuff, like all that is being used to help negotiate oh, yeah. as well. You know if what I mean? If you're hearing so, anything, it's because they someone wants Because they know. want you to hear it. Exactly. So... Um, I think everybody should keep that in mind when it comes to anything you hear about the TV negotiation deals for Dude, WWE there's a straight up story AW. that someone reported that that Nick Khan and who was it? Some one of the one of the TKO guys was was in a meeting on a certain day with Warner Brothers Discovery, and then WWE said that didn't happen. So I mean it's just like what what are you gonna like? It's it's know. like the Otani, it's like the Otani deals, right? It's like mm -hmm. you don't want certain things to know to leak out and if it does leak out i guess you know exactly where it comes from and maybe that affects you know uh where where you sign or, or where you play it's it's all it's all a game of cat and mouse yeah. when it comes to these sort of things and i think what makes it even more interesting is what you said dave the streaming aspect of this i talked to um I talked to somebody, uh, I talked to a higher up that that would know about these certain sort of things just randomly and, and the conversation just sort of came up. And he's basically just like, you know, obviously, like, I'm, I'm sure it would be easier for Raw to stay on the USA Network just because of, you know, the the, the tradition and, and knowing that anytime a show that's been on TV that long, whether it's Monday Night Football, whether it's whether it's any sort of TV institution, it's gonna take an, a hit, no matter where it goes, right? Mm -hmm. As far as uh, viewership is concerned. But you mentioned where we are right now as TV watching public, as far as like streaming rights are concerned, and I don't think anybody's really figured it out quite yet, right? Like we we've seen, you know, um, you've seen, you know, the the stories about Warner Brothers Discovery possibly going bankrupt man and like it's not like well i mean it's a lot it'll be 350 400 million dollars a year yeah. for monday night raw and mind you this is a year where they've had to full up straight up put movies and tv shows in the can that they've already made that they've well, already they're spent right off. they're not going bankrupt but it's just no. a but they but they are facing a new sort of financial reality 
that's part of the reorganization and everything else. But yeah. it, is, it is, I mean, it's not nothing. You know how great it would be for us just in terms of people caring about what we blather about? If, if Warner Brothers Discovery anteed up $400 million a year to get raw and then didn't have enough money left to sign the NBA... Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if 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 the NBA woke up and the Warner Brothers Discovery offered them four hundred million dollars for TV rights, they probably canceled the NBA. Right? Yeah. like they don't want to get they want to, they talking bees over there with Adam Silver. Oh, but, I know. Um, <laughs> and, and HBO, HBO. I'm oh, sorry. And Max has this whole new sports platform and yep. everything else. But you know, for, but, but, but they are going to have to. But they are going to have to shell out for the NBA this year or sign a new deal, right? So that's that has to factor in. So just for the sake of just for the sake of uh, uh, spitballing here, right? Like that BR sports thing gets announced, and AEW is very famously like not a part of that rollout, right? Mm -hmm. Was that like a red flag to you like it was to me? Where it was like, yeah, pro wrestling is quote unquote not a sport, but like to not even, you know, to still have to do well, they like have a really the BR specific, app. It's a TV to, deal. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's still a lot of people in very high places that would that, that get itchy when, you know, combining wrestling with real sports. But my thing is like if you're trying to compete with WWE, who's already doing great business with B Peacock and and you know the WWE network, I don't understand why you would still make a your product have a what's the word? Uh extra step to go watch it when you have a perfect I think there's also I think that AEW, I don't know. It seems like AEW must have you know there have been talks about them doing stuff on Max. There have been talks about them streaming. I don't know if they have rights to the streaming in a way that you wouldn't expect or something, but but I do but it, it is interesting. Yeah. It, it is very interesting. You know, maybe because they know that they're gonna have to renegotiate at some point, that they're just yeah. like, we'll just leave that off because we don't want to like, give them, I don't know. Give them too know. much and then they're who knows? I don't it's know. really interesting. Well, I mean, one of the big so it's you know, the people that we're talking about are are just to lay it out. Potentially USA Network still. Disney, which we've talked about, most likely would be airing Raw and FX. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Discovery and Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Amazon Prime, just like, would that be a mess? I mean, would wrestling fans, are there, are there going to be wrestling fans who are just like, well, I don't have that, so sorry, so never mind? Everybody has Amazon. <laughs> well, everybody that we give, know has. They give Amazon. Amazon away for free, right? Like it's it's it like comes with like everything at this. I don't know. I think you have to. So one thing I've just noticed, right, or not noticed, but like the one thing that's going to be extremely interesting with this entire sort of uh, TV deal, right, is to see how loyal wrestling fans really are, right? Like they've throughout history, wrestling fans will go out and find wrestling. You know, whether it's through pay-per-view, whether it's through streaming apps, whether it's the network, whether it's all this stuff. And I think the only sort of comparison I can give to any sports rights with Amazon is Thursdays on NFL. And, you know, I was in, you know, I, I had I had a show that I was developing with the company that was part of bringing sports to Amazon Prime. And a big thing about that was one it didn't work because they didn't really have proper sports rights to program around you know the NFL on Thursdays and on top of that 
the NFL on Thursdays are, are traditionally the worst games of the week. So they aren't necessarily getting a proper, in my opinion, anyway, not getting a proper, uh, you know, gauge of, of how well that's doing. And that's the NFL. Like that mm-hmm. is, that's, that is religion in, in American sports. Right. So while like the streaming network sort of, uh, the streaming network proponent of what these TV deals might turn out to be, I think is the most interesting part of it. But I yeah. do think there is, I think there's a, there's a world, there's a, there's a thread in the multiverse where this throws professional wrestling into like the super stratosphere because the one thing NFL lacks that WWE doesn't is more content and being able to put stuff out week after week, day after day, you know, stuff that goes into to the show. And, but on the same time, WWE has never really been on a platform like that. So who's to say? And the NFL hasn't really given us a, a a proper gauge of how successful that is or not, too. So as as much as people want to like dance around and talk about how this, you know, AEW, WWE, Warner Brothers talks is is great for Warner, bad for AEW, or the other way around, or whatever. I think this is an interesting time for just pro wrestling in general because I don't know if where they sign is just the automatic win. I think it really has to be a fit. I really think, you know, yeah, you're right. just television everywhere, content everywhere has been in a flux as far as like how yeah. people have watching behaviors. Well, I mean, for, you talk about, there's a lot of factors, right? And for the yeah. record, I don't think that Amazon Prime would be a mess. I just think, I think there's enough wrestling. The vast majority of wrestling fans are watching on their laptops anyway. So, I mean, I don't think yep. this is going to be, well, the vast majority, the people who listen to this show. But anyway, <laughs> But there's also talk, according to Meltzer, about, I mean, and we all know this to be true because it's just a fact, the nights might change too. SmackDown's probably not going to stay on Fridays mm-hmm. with USA. And who mm-hmm. knows for Raw? I mean, it would be crazy if it wasn't on Monday nights. But if it was Amazon, I mean, you could do it anytime. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if it was Amazon or if it was Disney, you probably wouldn't want to go competing with Monday Night Football. I would, I would assume. So, like, is it on Tuesdays? Is it on Saturdays? Is it on Wednesdays? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But it's 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 insanely interesting, man. And uh, well, we'll see. So, so one of the we'll big lin- one of the big linchpins here, obviously, is CM Punk. We talked about it. Yes, he had a big promo battle on Monday night uh, yes. with Seth Rollins. Let's talk about what actually happens in the pro wrestling ring. Not the wrestling part, just the talking part. <laughs> First of all, there was a little bit of drama because Fightful reported that uh, there was no producer listed for the segment. All these people went nuts that CM Punk got to write, got to do, make all his own decisions or whatever. Brian Gewertz came out and was just like, why would you ever, you know, First of all, there's not well, usually producers well, listed. I was for, about to say, for, like, what, what he did say was correct, though, right? There's only producers listed when there is um, I think we've physicality. Seen, when there's physicality. I think we've yeah. seen some examples of the contrary, but I do believe that that, yeah, I mean, but that is mostly true. Yeah. Um, and there are still writers working regardless. Now, people are just like, I, I, why would they, who's, le-? Gewertz also said, why the heck would you leak this? And a lot mm. of people have had different suggestions. Just like, well, some people want credit. Well, you know, like, whatever. The real reason why that gets leaked is because the producer, because that whole lineup is on a document that is most widely distributed compared to other things. That's why every dirt sheet has it, right? It's not mm-hmm. like everybody and their mom gets it, but any time you see, 
basically anytime you see somebody that's got the leaked match order, they've got the producers as well, right? Right. And that stuff goes out to like, you know, people, anybody involved in the production of the show. You know, so if you're, you know, a junior producer who just, you know, likes to uh, feel good about spreading stuff out there, you know, and that could be you. Hey, if you're like, whatever, if you're Booker T, yeah, you're getting that piece of paper too, you know, I'm guessing, I don't really know, but I mean, Booker T, you know, so it's like people yeah, who are like I mean, a little bit more, a little bit more freelancey. I've seen these documents. I see them all the time. Yeah. And I don't same. have, I mean, I'm not getting them from WWE's PR department. You know, I'm not getting them from like the, from the executive suite, yeah. you know, I mean, people just seem to have this stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I have a lot of experience with produ producer sheets and, and, and rundowns and scripts. And, you know, these are the certain things that get distributed, not just within the producers and the writers and the wrestlers, but also the TV trucks, the people that have to, uh, you know, the pyro people, like exactly. there's so many, there's so many people that go into the making of, you know, one episode of Monday night raw that that basic info of match listing match time, um, you know, what, what order that comes in the show and who's responsible for that segment, which would be the producer in, in certain instances. Um, it's almost impossible to see exactly where it would come from. All right. So like, I'm not necessarily sure if you could pin that down on like a writer or a producer or a former wrestler or anything like that, it's just, it, it, it goes through so many channels. It's impossible to track, but I, I do say, you know, it did make a lot of noise because it's easy to assume that CM Punk. And I guess in this case, Seth Rollins don't need quote unquote writers to tell a real story between these two, which I always thought was great. Right. Cause it's like, I know almost all the writers over there. And I love how when things are great and things feel real, it's like, oh, they just let them go out there and do it. All right. But when it's not, when it goes bad, it's like, oh man, creative. Gosh, WWE so terrible. Like it's, <laughs> it's a tough job, man. Like you, you, you never get credit. And let me let you in on a little dirty secret. People that listen to this show. There is a writer involved in every segment, whether they write mm -hmm. every single word or they're co-opting or they're bouncing ideas off of each other. I promise you they aren't giving CM Punk or anybody out there a blank piece of paper and a pen and saying, just go and say what you feel. It's not happening. It don't exist. There's a writer on everything. Producers are the people who choreograph action in the ring so people do not get hurt. The reason why you know these producers is because yep. more often than not, they are former wrestlers that you've heard of, which is why it's always juicy gossip for dirt sheets. However, be clear, writers help the good, the bad, the indifferent. There's always one involved in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Get it out of your head that they're just going out there <laughs> just riffing. They're not. They got times to hit. Yep. They got commercials to get on TV. They got all that stuff. I promise you, WWE gives way more of a fuck about the Downey ad that hits at 9.20 p.m. than they do about whatever the hell Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch or, or 
whoever has to say on on TV. So please just 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 get that out of your head. Just get that out of your head. Totally. Um. Anyway, that segment had, according to Brandon Thurston, a hundred. Uh, sorry, one point eight eight million viewers. Mm. And the average of the show was one point four seven. Do you know how much of a jump that is? My math I mean, is terrible. But <laughs> that's like an extra old. like 25% of people just jumped on to watch that segment. That's like a whole And imagine of that if it's averaging 1.47, that means the lowers the lows were lower than that. That's absolutely enormous. So that's like a whole seven. episode of Dynamite or Rampage that just jumped over to watch that. It yeah. feels like. Yeah. And on top of that, like they've done a great job of anytime CM Punk is on TV. I've never seen this in wrestling ever. But every single, like seconds, minutes after the promo is done, the full joint is out on every single social media platform. The full 15 minute segments mm -hmm. are on TV from the WWE official accounts to the bootleg accounts. Like I've never seen anything like it where dudes promos, full promos are available for consumption everywhere as soon as it is done. So I mean, whether that's a good, I, I, I mean, I guess it has to be proven to be a good business move if we're seeing that, that big jump on, on TV ratings, because as soon as people know that CM Punk's coming on TV, yep. everybody gets on social media, everybody gets to talking like, oh, Punk's coming on, or you're flipping through the channels and Colt's personality comes on and you stop, you know, so I guess it's got to be a good business decision, but I, I've never seen, I've never seen somebody's promos get this much online circulation so quickly. Uh, you know, right after, like directly after it happens. It's insane. Absolutely crazy. We got to get out of here soon because uh, Brian's got another thing to record. Mm -hmm. A hole with a job over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? Oh, the Ilja Dragunov injury or not non-injury. Did you see this? Apparently he was injured at TV tapings. The next thing we know, oh, it's a work. And it turns out it was Ridge Holland who did the injuring, whether it was shoot or or work. So now it's either Ridge Holland, it's, it's real and Ridge Holland needs to get fired for hurting people too much or it's <laughs> fake and whatever creative is involved in this needs to get fired for such poor taste. First of all, it's poor taste stuff. Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're watching pro wrestling. We're watching man. pro wrestling, guys. The whole guys. thing is making us believe that people hate each other, oh right? I mean, it's God. all like, and you use this stuff. Uh, I mean, you know? Like that's exact. Like, Ox Baker used the heart punch <laughs> because he really, because a guy that he had a, a wrestling match with really had a heart, like really almost died. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. when the shit started. I mean, he used the heart punch, but the, but when 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 the dude almost died, that's when that's when he really got over. Yeah. He yeah. would go out and set somebody up for a heart punch, the hero in your little territory, and people would just start like. You oh know, God, coming no. to the ring with machetes and stuff. You know, it's like it's like he's trying to murder someone. <laughs> uh, this is pro I, wrestling. I, I don't. There's no. What is the bad taste? I don't know. I, I think. I think it's it's. We love Biggie, and we love uh, Pretty Deadly, and unfortunately for Ridge Holland, is you know he's been in the ring or had a, something to do with some of these wrestlers having uh real injuries and you know 
Don't work yourself into a shoot, man. I, 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 I refuse. I, I reserve my right to get mad or unreasonably mad at any storyline until I watch it on TV, right? <laughs> so also, Ridge Holland is back in NXT, working in NXT because he needs TV. He needs he needs practice. And yeah. he's TV time, which he's not getting in the absence of Sheamus. And it looks like the Brawling Brutes broke up, right? Yeah. And so, so and look, you want to get him over? You want to get him some, you want to get him some reps? Yeah. You got to make people care about him. Yeah. And here's the thing. No one's going to ever care about Ridge Holland. Short of a tag team run with Big E as his partner. No <laughs> one's ever going to get over the Big E thing. The only way is to lean into it. Yeah, I get that. Mm. I get that. And if you've watched SmackDown, I mean, I got, I haven't seen the injury. I just heard through different channels or fake injury, whatever. You don't necessarily, you, you've seen that Rich Holland's been like leaning towards this like evil persona for the past several weeks on SmackDown and, and leaving Pete Dunn Butch hanging for a while for a couple of weeks. So, I mean, you know, if anything, Man, are we going to get more uh, more NXT UK at the top of the NXT card? Like, uh, I mean, God, man, I would love to see Dragunov and Butch go at it for the NXT championship or or, or some of the, the legends of those that first NXT UK run. But um, And if Rich Holland is part of that, I'm with that. Um, but yeah, man, I, again, I refuse my right. I, I I I reserve my right to get unreasonably angry about this until yeah. I watch it on yeah, on TV. And also, point of note, right? Like you know, use this as a little tidbit whenever you want to get mad about something on TV. Anything that gets recorded the week or the week before Christmas is usually a double taping, right? So mm -hmm. they're pretty much. They're, I'm sure they're setting something up long term to yeah, kick so. in the overdrive for the top of the new year. Okay. So. A couple more things before we get out of here. One, CM Punk's hanging out at the PC, just chilling, helping people train, giving people advice. Somebody said that he. Somebody said that they thought the low key that prior to this week, low key that Punk's goal was just to work at NXT after he retires, just to be be the HBK, the next HBK. What do you think about that? That's interesting. I mean, that's very interesting. Um, and also, Man, by the you way, forget how I long. think it came out this week that in-house HBK was one of the ropes pro punk voices. Not maybe, maybe he wasn't involved in the negotiation, but like once he re-signed, because HBK can look at punk and just be like, that's kind of me. Yeah, he gets it. I mean, it's it's CM Punk might be the only person in the history of wrestling who like are both Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels disciples, right? <laughs> like, um, that's how that's how much of a talent CM Punk is. But, you know, he's he's just because we haven't seen him in a long time and the AEW run was sort of a big of a stop start. Uh, you forget how much this guy has been doing this for a while, right? Like, he's sort of... You almost feel like if he never stopped wrestling, like, he would kind of be on this timeline already to being, you know, the successor to NXT. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, if, he, if he never left 10 years ago and he had 10 years of bumps on him... Why well, if he, he never be? left, maybe he would have never. I mean, I think the thing is, if he never left, he probably would have never needed to. Probably would have never crossed his mind. Word, and it's doing a that. It's, I think being on. I think being around. I think in a. I mean, listen, this is a real specific reading, so I don't. I mean, but like being in AEW seems to have informed him one that he wishes people would listen to his ideas more, mm -hmm. and two that he likes booking his own show. Right. Yeah. 
yeah. mean, so that that sort of means a lot. Well, I, I mean, he did, he did. He's done. He's kind of done it his whole career, right? Like he did it in the Indies. He did it for ROH. He's uh, most yeah. of what made him great was not only was he great in the ring, but he was, you know, I watched the Best in the World documentary. Like he was fronting his own money for his own backyard shows before he even got on. So, I mean, you got to believe a bit of that is a part of the charm of coming to NXT. I mean, who wouldn't want to be down at NXT, you know? Warner Brothers Discovery sets that rate. (laughs) And one final note. Mm -hmm. Did you see that Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho segment last night? (sighs) I wish I didn't. First of all, (laughs) let me say this. The big continental classic matches have been incredible. And last night yes. felt like a pay-per-view. I mean, yes. inc- one great match after another. Moxley's swerve was really good. Um, although, I don't know. I mean, is Moxley, for all the talk, uh, we, he wasn't even in our wrestler of the year rankings either. He wasn't. Gosh. Brian, really I told you to edit that. <laughs> We're going to get this right before the end of the year. When we, when we officially that was a practice crown, run. We officially crowned the Mass Man Show Wrestler of the Year. I mean, I deliberately left out Jay White. I mean, some of the guys that are in there, you could make the case for Jay White or Brody King. Can we talk about this promo? Let's talk about this. this. No, no. I just want to say the nice thing first. Adam Page (laughs) versus Roddy Strong was a really fun match. Andrade versus Brody King was one of my favorite matches of recent Mm. memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roosh, Jay Lethal, really, really good match. Jay White, Mark Briscoe, an incredible match. Maybe my favorite singles wrestler wrestling Mark Briscoe match. I mean, I just really enjoyed it. It was really smooth. And Moxley Swerve. Um, Swerve had the shoulder up. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a, uh-huh. he's got a gripe. He's got a gripe. I have a gripe. I don't know what that was <laughs> supposed to be. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I don't know if that was supposed to be a shoulder up thing. Yeah, I don't know. Because Moxley, as great as he is, does not like sink it in with just about anything anymore. He's very loosey-goosey. And if you go back to a bunch of his big matches, a lot of his pins look a lot like that. <laughs> okay, okay. So they might just let that slide. It's not part of the storyline we'll problem. But it was interesting, sort of, on the ascent that he's on. Sort of, by the way, who is a full baby face now. Yeah. They can't, despite, they can't hide despite it. Despite... This wasn't just like, oh, you know, well, that, he's kind of a tweener and now the crowd's cheering him. This is a guy who was like doing home invasions and like <laughs> child abductions. Mm-hmm. And the crowd's just like, yeah, thank you for entertaining <laughs> us. Someone. Because yeah. the entertainment, you know, you see somebody ascending like that, you got to hop on the bandwagon, right? That's what it is. Um, a lot of wrestling history would be different if it played out in 2023. Because there'd be a lot more bandwagon jumping. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. I just mean you start right. cheering for the people as opposed to just watching them get over. But anyway, that promo. Mm-hmm. You first. <laughs> I know Jericho is like a legend on the mic. Okay. But I don't think they should ever let either of these dudes talk. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Omega has never once said anything on a microphone that is that has made him a more interesting or a more compelling wrestler. Not once. And that's fine. Not when you're, that is once. fine when you're coming up. You still got to do your thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you still got to you still got to do that. I mean, it's like like only so many people in the wrestling world can have silent guy gimmicks, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and I'm not saying that like if you can't talk, you shouldn't talk. I mean, you've got to figure out ways to do it, right? I mean, you're you're learning learning the ropes, as it were. But Kenny Omega now is on a plateau, not plateau, it's a negative thing. He's now at a at a at a level of being one of the greatest wrestlers in the world for a long time, right? Like Ric Flair talked and he was just one of the most elite talkers in the world. But he didn't need to talk. If he was cutting promos like Chris Jericho, all he needed to do was walk out there with the hair and the robe and wrestle those matches and it would have been fine. You look right. at him and you say, that man is one of the best in the world or the best in the world. He's a world champion. I get it, right? Right. That's what Kenny Omega should be doing. Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world and has been for a long time. One of the great best performers. He's not a bad talker. But the problem is when he gets on the microphone, it's like what somebody said about The Miz. He's like a guy pretending to be a pro wrestler. It's like he can't help but be silly. Yeah. like And there's he's... nothing silly about the character that is portrayed the rest of the way. Anyway, that being said, Jericho's at that level too now. He's one of the all-time great talkers. He can talk when he... Everything's Everything with these dudes is like an emotional issue. Every storyline, oh, my friends don't like me anymore. <laughs> What in the world? Like, is Michael Jordan out there giving interviews during his prime about his relationship with Scottie Pippen? No, nah, they're just worried about winning at that point. Yeah. Um, you complain about the referees. That's what you say, you know? You say, man. I don't want the owner to fire my coach. <laughs> Those things are above your pay grade. You don't punch down, you know? That's my biggest thing. That is my biggest i'm so glad you said it that way because as you were talking I'm, I'm like how do i how do i put into words what i feel about chris jericho and kenny omega right now they punch down they punch down it's like you're a legendary state you both have legendary status the fact that you're just there the fact that you're teammates the fact that you're on the screen should be enough to get anybody over without having to just say hey look at look at this chump look at this guy like trying to chump out everybody you're trying to chump out everyone Every, like, how many times do you got to show, try and, and, and make fun of how Ricky Starks dresses or how Ricky Starks talks or him trying to carry himself like a star or something like that, like, or carry himself like people he looked up to, right? Like, nobody says anything when Chris Jericho was blatantly biting off of, like, young Shawn Michaels and a bunch of mm -hmm. other folks throughout his careers, right? But, and on top of that, you know what you do? When you call somebody a better dressed, less charismatic version of Enzo Amori, you make people go back and watch Enzo Amori <laughs> promos and be like, God damn, that guy was over as hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, granted, yes, there's reasons why many people probably wouldn't be Enzo fans anymore, which is completely your prerogative. But we're talking about straight up in the ring on the microphone at that time, like the fact that you're still being talked about this long afterwards has to say something. And boy, as soon as he said that, I say, you know what? Let me go back and look at how Pop and Enzo Amore and Big Cass were way back in the day. And it was such a distinct sort of, it was such a distinct dichotomy of that and what I was watching. That big Billy Starks chant that Chris Jericho was trying to force onto the crowd. You don't it let Athena on TV. Moments. Listen, I love Billy Starks. It's like, yo, you're going to reference No one a person. in that crowd knows who Billy Starks is. They and do. that's a huge problem. You don't, they don't know who problem. Athena is because you won't let her on TV. How are and they going to know about her, 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 her young boy or young you're girl gonna, or whatever? Gonna, like, it's, not, 
you're going to reference, first of all, the name itself, if I'm, if I'm watching for the first time, if you're just saying Big Billy Starks, the, the name's not funny enough for people to be like, oh, that's funny. But you know they're not trying to be funny. They're trying to reference someone who's already on TV, but you don't put them on your main shows. <laughs> and this is supposed to be a, a, a main tag team championship storyline. No. It was bad, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. No, I'll what they to, should uh, say, Jericho should go out there and wind up and be like, I think we should come with a name for these guys. And then it should just be like a long pause and have them say like, like the future former AEW tag team champions and then leave something, the Something. Just something. keep it short and sweet. I don't need these guys out you're there. You're Chris Jericho, man. Riffing. You've done everything. The fact that you're just around should be enough to be watchable right like to be to sell on pay-per-views and kenny omega man my god like just i don't know the proper comparison but as great as he is in the ring is as and even after swaggerless all this, as yes. he is on the microphone and man, even like, after all this time it should like it should treat it not only as these two absolute all-time greats treat it as freaking shocking that they're sharing the ring together yeah omega and jericho yeah. that's the story still like we like we treat explain to the crowd you get the privilege of seeing these two guys together that's the announcers not the wrestlers that would make them heels but like this mm. is freaking cool man not yeah. everybody thinks it's cool but i'm just saying so that's what you say the only thing the thing that like the annoys mega me powers. more yeah right like that's how it should feel like especially in AEW, where you don't have that big of a history but I mean, like Kenny Omega has like never improved on the microphone. Never it's improved. Fine. It's fine. Like, it's just not fine. It no, is it's not fine. fine. Just don't have him out there making like limp dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess. Right. Like, yeah, I guess they were trying to lean into the SAWFT soft. Like, I think they're trying to, they were trying to lean into that. But then that's another thing where it makes me realize, damn. Was Big Cass bigger than Big Bill? <laughs> like probably. Like I don't know. I just think any the only yeah, time that mess, crowd, man. the only time that crowd reacted was when they were referencing something that was done in the past or done in WWE, and I just think that is just not a recipe for success. By the way, you do it's need not, to convince us that these guys are important. You need to and, and tell us that they're important. Tell us why this match matters. Not yes. it's not funny jokes. You know yes. what? Because. If you lose, if you're if you're Ricky Starks and Big Bill, and you lose to these two guys, <laughs> maybe not terribly shocking because they're both big stars. But you know, where do you go from there in your career? If you win against these two guys, that might even be worse. Because mm. tell me where Takesha and Action Andretti are right now. Nowhere, nowhere. It was actually a year ago today that um, Action Andretti beat Chris Jericho and they said that was his one, two, three kid moment. And I was like, was it? Because I haven't seen that man in a minute. Well, Andretti's got his issues, right? I mean, he may maybe wasn't the guy that they thought that the Jericho thought he was right in that moment. But Takeshita, he's a future, he's the face of the company, future face of the company. Is he? Which which show is he on right now? I have no idea. I have no idea what he's doing. I have no idea what they're doing. And I think outside of the wrestling, again, and which is AW in ring quality. You can't say anything about them, right? Like, as far as bell-to-bell -bell match work, they are more than fine. I would even go as far as to say they are excellent when it comes to in-ring quality. It's the other shit. It just screams, like, un it just screams uninspired. I don't want to say boring. I don't want to say 
whack and other. It just feels when they're not in the ring doing stuff, mm-hmm. everything else just comes off so uninspired. Even the devil storyline, which I'm all for a good. Here we go. You done it. You know what I mean? Like I'm always down for that. But even that shit is starting to. I think that all of the teases are fake now. I think the thing. I think even having now. I think even having Wardlow under that mask was just a was just a misdirection. Yeah. Yeah. All the glass stuff. Is it Jack Perry? Is it whatever? And if the more it's misdirected, the more it's definitely the more it's definitely MJF under his own. <laughs> yeah, like it's definitely or Adam MJF, Cole. Right? I saw somebody and forgive me because I did not make a note of it. But it, I read a tweet or a comment and it and it, it didn't really think about it at the time, but it really stuck with me. <laughs> the one is just one option. Have, I don't know. Okay, now I'm going to say it out loud. I don't know if I believe it. You got Adam Cole and MJF in the ring. Regular mm. like friends reunited promo. And MJF is just like, all of a sudden turns around stone face. He's like, you think I'm a fucking idiot, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And beats the shit out of Adam Cole. Crowd responds accordingly. And then it turns out to not be Adam Cole. It's Roddy Strong. That would probably be the best one. It's like, this is fucking obvious. Or it's Jungle Boy or it's whoever. But the point is, he ruins his relationship with Adam Cole, and it's not Adam Cole. That would actually make it meaningful in a bigger way. Okay. Okay. But I think the only real answer is that it's MJF or Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, and, it's M- I, I, and if it's MJF, who are the buddies? Why does MJF have buddies? Wouldn't MJF just be better off just having buddies on TV and not getting beat up all the time? I don't know. I feel like... Uh... The reason why I think it's MJF is because that devil is probably just his alter ego that he's been, that's been the thing that's been keeping him the goody two shoes this whole time, right? Like he still gets to get off his evil stuff, just putting on the mask and getting a chance to call. No, I know, but who are the, the who are the other ninjas? Idiots. Who are the other who are the other mystery men? Adam Cole, at least. I, I mean, if it's gonna be the anti. The anti MJF super friends, right? It could be, or it could be, it could be Adam Cole and you know his cronies, undisputed elite dudes. Mm-hmm. But it could also be everybody that doesn't like MJF, right? It's Adam Cole, it's Jungle Boy, it's Wardlow, it's whoever else. Hmm. Uh, and they've all teamed up. That would be kind of fine. But I who? Guess. But what friends does MJF? Have? If MJF has three, four buddies, why do they need to be running around being secret buddies? That's what I, it doesn't make any sense. Is it? I mean, I guess the only way it could be is if they're all recently released WWE people who oh, were like secrets. Yeah, like who couldn't be on TV. I guess December twentieth is officially the the uh, the I don't know what you call it. The um oh yeah, that the non compete. Is there anybody on there that would really be meaningful? Be like Dolph Ziggler or Ali or somebody? I guess. I mean, like I'm a big Ali fan. Um, he worked. A, he, he worked. A, he worked. A, uh, you know, who's the mystery man gimmick before? He did. He sure did. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it's. I don't know. I hope they surprise me. I hope they pull something off that gets me back interested in the storyline. But right now, I'm just like, I, I couldn't. I'm good. You know I'm what? Good. The the one thing that would really work. Hmm. Would be is that if it was M- he pulled off his mask and it was MJF, and then the guy next to him pulled off his mask and it was also MJF. That MJF had a twin <laughs> this whole time that we didn't know about. It's like, wait, what? There's one, two. Oh, 
like Hulk Hogan with the with the Hebner twins. I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. That Secret twin hilarious. is always a great gimmick. Oh. Huh. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're gonna do. And at this point, I feel like everybody like that was it. The promo with the, the the Omega Jericho promo aside, it was a great episode of TV. And to have it end with that, like no one even cares that that, that Hangman got beat up in the parking lot. They're just <laughs> like, come on. I guess it was just to show that you know it, it wasn't him, or at least misdirect that it wasn't him. But even then, it's like, all right, well, they got to end this. They got to give it to us because, like I said. Well, I guess Adam Cole's injury is fucking real. I don't even know. But my whole thing was that it's got to be Adam Cole and it's got because his injury wasn't as bad as they let on or it was all a work. But I've said this a million times. If that's the case, this is malpractice because by the time they actually reveal it, it won't be shocking that he's not hurt anymore. Mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm. He would have just healed anyway. Or that's the perception that we have. As far as we know, John Cena can, you know, break his spine and come back in three weeks. You know, I mean, (laughs) this is the way that pro wrestling, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's figure out. Let's figure, let's give him another option. At this point, it'd be cool if it was Swerve because we just all love Swerve. He might if if it's Swerve is the Mister McMahon was the the secret was the higher power of of ADW. It's like the best option we have given the fact that our other options are all bad. Mm-hmm. Our original plan was bad. I don't know. Well, Swerve was in the ring when the attack went down, so it can't be him, right? Well, yeah, it could be stand in. Somebody else I could guess. have been wearing the mask. I don't I guess, yeah. Ugh. I don't know the body, ch- the body, the body shape of the devil has changed so many times. It went from being a very skinny person to like a very large person to I don't know. Maybe Br- you know what? Oh. Fuck it. I'm changing my rankings. Yeah, the, the devil is my pro wrestler of the year. <laughs> yeah, they 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 squash Roman, MJF, Gunther, and Will Ospreay mm-hmm. easily, 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 easily. Oh my gosh! But nah, you're right. It was a match match wise, Dynamite was excellent, but the uninspired storylines is going to be what turns people off. I think. I think you know that they're great in the ring. They're doing a great job with it with the. With the, the the Continental Classic, yeah, I mean, it's just really, of good. course, it's just it, really, really good. And the announcer said it: if you're involved in this bracket, if you're involved in this thing, then you're one of the best wrestlers in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they should just do that. Maybe they should just be every. It's like actually run your shows like pay per views. Quit it with the in ring interview segments and all that kind of stuff. Like everything, every interview should be a post match interview. <laughs> every run-in surprise interaction should be something that happens post-match or interference in the match. Just stop messing with the other stuff. <laughs> oh, that'd be that. Would it be that different? Really? No, it wouldn't. It would give their matches some meaning and it might be easier to write a, write a, a show around a just points-based competition show. And we'll probably go back to the original spirit of AEW yeah. when like, rankings mattered and records mattered and just made it. I think what initially they were called was more of a sports-based type of professional wrestling. And once they got into all the other stuff and realized you need writers for that type of stuff, and some of the stuff might be good and some of the other stuff may not be so good, which is, you know, like all wrestling shows. I mean, you know, not everything's going to be a home run. 
But you want to at least create some balance so at least the high-quality wrestling product that you're putting out in the ring at least matches up with the storyline component and doesn't make you just roll your eyes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not for nothing. Uh, the last couple of things that made me roll my eyes, man. And I want to be, like, I want it to be... You can go back and listen to the first couple of episodes uh, when we were talking about the the, the devil reveal and the cliffhanger, the first one. I was all in. I was like, oh, man, finally, something to sink my teeth into. This is interesting. But now it's just like, all right, what do we... Let's... let's Let's get something intriguing here. We got to get out of here. We were supposed to get out of here for 20 minutes. Yeah, we have. Rick Ronalds, Drew McIntyre versus Jey Uso was really good. Oh, Jey Uso should probably be on the list too. Jesus fucking Christ. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Brian, I expected more of you. Uh, Rhea Ripley over Maxine. Okay, I said this before. Rhea Ripley is going to probably be, I mean, certainly one of the top three women of the year. Female wrestlers of the year. Mm-hmm. Riptide's got to go. Riptide's got to fucking go. I know the Maxine, like it was, she's a novice and she caught her foot on her and she wasn't supposed to. The Riptide looks bad half the time. That cannot be your I've never been finish. a big fan of the of a, of a pump handle. Like the pump handle's never been my jam. It doesn't like make you look strong uh, to be able to do something difficult with great effort. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody wants to see, like, whatever. Nobody wants to see... Randy Orton struggled to do five one-handed push-ups no matter how hard those one-handed push-ups are, right? You, you, that's why you just do like a fake a fake bench press or something or whatever. Like it's you don't want to see it, right? Big show like trained in boxing. He could kill anybody. How good did his like right hand, his right right hand punch work? It was look it looked terrible, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just the idea of something being impressive doesn't make it impressive. It's gotta look fucking good. It's gotta look cool. It's gotta look dope. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, good on her and good on Maxine <laughs> for going out there and giving the old college try. Uh, I, wish, on, I wish Rhea And good on WWE it. for giving uh, Johnny Gargano and Miz the hometown victory. Of course. They'd never do that. They'd never do that. As far as Rhea is concerned, I wish she would, I wish she would implement a submission. Well, she like, did the Cloverleaf last night. I mean, on Monday night. That was her, that she, she finished yeah. it. With, um, and that's a much better move for her. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really cool. But, you know, at this point, she's with the, with the, uh, the whole judgment they look that's not quite nefarious enough she needs some sort of like six sleeper hold or something yeah, she needs like, to, I, she like need, a, a she, guillotine choke yeah like she, she needs something that's borderline illegal Roman. she needs something yeah. that's borderline illegal you know something that she knows how to do that's like her, like she's using the dark arts you know <laughs> that's what she should be doing she should steal the, the Taz mission from well, Taz good. I'm glad that we got to shit on WWE some too Dan yeah <laughs> come on man that, that match sucked Even, and I like both of those people <laughs> Maxine and Rhea but man uh, and then uh, what do we? Oh, Cody and um, Shinsuke. Thoughts? The mist. I'm glad it. It seems like we're gonna get a little bit more of this before right, the we'll Royal Rumble. We'll you know, it. so we'll see. I'm a, I'm a Shinsuke stand, bro. Like he could do anything. I'm like, yeah, that rules. <laughs> you know, so I'm glad he ended raw on top. That was tight. All right, cool. Let's get out of here. Let's get, get out of here, in? man. Yeah, man. Count it. Fanatic Sportsbook. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, catch me on all my other stuff. Say less with Kazlo, Kia, Rosie. And um, right here, Ring of Wrestling. You know what it is. Bang, bang. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Be sure to listen to all of the great shows on the Ring of Wrestling show feed. The Masked Man Show, Cheap Heat, and of course, Wednesday Worldwide, which is hosted in part by our producer today, Brian H. Waters. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank you to EP Ben Cruz. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.